Talk to any member of Congress who did the hard work on either the House or Senate Ag committees to craft farm bills of the past 40 years or so, and they tell me compromise is key. You go in accepting that nobody is going to get everything that they want. But for this current farm bill, it seems the political fighting with hard lines drawn will make it nearly impossible for House Ag Chair G.T. Thompson to get his top priority accomplished to get this farm bill done by the deadline this fall. The top issues, crop insurance, obviously for farmers, in many ways a Republican issue, SNAP benefits and food assistance programs, not exclusively, but predominantly driven by Democrats, and perhaps the most difficult of all, a budget that doesn't allow for additional funding. I recently read an article written by longtime ag journalist Alan Yeppert, who joins the conversation now. And Alan, I was impressed by your insightful take and explanation of the politics at play for Republicans particularly trying to rein in SNAP spending, which is tough to do if you're a Republican in a swing district. So, Alan, give us your perspective on that and where you see the SNAP debate in the context of the work requirements that are being promoted by Republicans. SNAP is always the third rail in any farm bill negotiations. The Republicans always put a target on its back. The Democrats always paint over that target. I go way back to the 81 farm bill yet. This has happened each and every time. And each and every time, the Republicans have been not only just unsuccessful, they've actually held up what eventually is the farm bill to be done for a year, sometimes even two years. So I don't think that this effort, no matter how you feel about it, whether it's necessary or whether it's overkill, it's going to have any legs. It's just, I think it wouldn't have any legs if it wouldn't be for the 10 or 12 Republican congressmen who are pushing it right now. The majority of Republican congressmen, both in the House and in the Republican senators, are very much opposed to touch and snap only because they thought they had a deal. And the deal was between Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, and Joe Biden, that not only did those two pretty strong opposing forces meet in the middle, both the House and the Senate then approved the deal. Senate Republicans thought they had a deal that they could move forward on the budget and, and as an ancillary bill, the farm bill. Both need to be done by October 1st. And while you can extend the farm bill, you know, by a resolution for another year while you work on it, the budget can't wait. If there's not a budget in place on October 1, the government shuts down. You used a very appropriate analogy when you said Speaker McCarthy is in the midst of a high-wire act in a hurricane. I think your explanation of that really helps us understand the tight spot that it puts the farm bill in. Well, Kevin McCarthy kind of put himself in it way back in January. If you remember, it only took 15 ballots for him to assume the speakership. And it was a bloody messy affair. In order for him to do it, who knows? And the most in the House don't know what he promised these 10 or 12 hardline Republicans of the Freedom Caucus. That side deal to get the votes to put him over the top apparently now has a side deal to the side deal. And the side deal is now these 10 or 12 have total control over the budget planning uh, of the House Republicans, the majority. That's not going to sit well with the rest. You know, while McCarthy has to cut these deals to keep his job, it's going to make the jobs of farmers and ranchers a whole lot harder if they don't pass a farm bill. These 10 or 12 holdouts of the Republicans are not looking out for farmers or ranchers. They're looking out for the what they claim is the budget. The second thing is, I would say that for any farm bill to pass, 
the House. I don't care if it's a democratically controlled House or a Republican controlled House. You still need 40 to 50 Democrats to vote for it because you're going to lose at least that many Republicans just on ideological grounds on, for instance, food stamp work requirements or crop insurance limits. The budget cutters can come up with a million reasons not to vote for a bill that spends money, and they will. So you need 40 to 50 Democrats. Where do you get them? You don't get them in red states. There aren't any. (laughs) All the farm states are redder than rubies. So you have to go to the urban American congresspeople, and that's where SNAP comes in. And if you think you're going to pass a farm bill without those votes, you haven't been paying attention for the last 40 years. Whether you like it or not, that's the price. I've never seen farm groups and commodity groups so well organized. They are all lined up saying, we need SNAP. Bang, bang. Let's get this done. Back to my point about hard lines that make it even more difficult to negotiate. Uh, Negotiation seems like something out of the past. But this one in particular, for a, a number of different reasons, but the prospect of increased funding, you know, spending is out of control. If everybody's totally honest, they would say, yes, spending is out of control. It is frustrating Republicans who are trying to rein in spending when Ag Secretary Bill Sack taps into like the CCC funds. Seems like an all too common practice of Washington bureaucrats to continue to find end arounds and spend it whenever and whether it's appropriated or not by Congress. And to your point, you know, it's, it's not that some of this stuff is not legitimate, but how do you keep an eye on it so that it doesn't get out of hand so that they're not just writing blank checks? Well, again, I don't know how you do that, but I do know if there's immediately upon capping program costs, you will be shown to be an error because, you know, Mother Nature always bats last. You never beat her at the plate and she's always hitting over the fence. So you just have to build in that flexibility and that concept alone costs money. For instance, in right a farm bill after a good price year is extremely difficult because look, these good prices are going to last, you know, for the next three, four or five years. They never do. The last time we tried to write a farm bill in a really high price year, we wrote Freedom to Farm. That was going to be a seven-year farm bill that cost $42 billion. These numbers seem silly today, don't they? That farm bill actually lasted only six years and it cost $120 billion. If anybody knew what the markets were going to bring, you'd write a perfect farm bill. Yeah, well, and that so, goes back to your point that I agree with is, is that five years <laughs> just seems unrealistic. Well, the other thing is, if you start counting the votes, you have 20 Republicans, 18 to 20, depends on who's doing the counting, in the House who were elected in, in districts that Joe Biden took in 2020 election. They're all vulnerable to a Democrat in the coming election. And so you're going to lose 20 Republican votes right off the top, no matter what you say or do. Because they're going to vote for this farm bill. They have to if they want to be reelected. So now you've made the math even harder for Speaker McCarthy and these 10 or 12. So what are the 10 or 12 doing right now? They're really throwing a monkey wrench into the gears. And this thing has got every earmark and hallmark of going for another year. That's what I'm betting on right now. It seems like the political setup is such that it's difficult to ask probing questions about anything or to question anything considered part of the Democrat agenda. We've been talking about trying to find money for critical things. But if there is unspent emergency COVID money, which has been the latest conversation, that can be recalled, it seems fiscally responsible to recall it and use it for critical needs. But question is, in the environment, is that politically possible or realistic? 
Well, he asked about the base question that's driving all of this. Are we talking about politics here or are we talking about culture? When talking about agriculture, you would hope that we can get past Democrat and Republican and urban city and just go to what are the basic facts that we can agree upon. That's where we used to start. You know, here we sit. We are staring down a double barrel shotgun of, of a government shutdown in addition to no farm bill. If the government does shut down, then no farm program shut down. So you better be very careful when you're riding hard and fast with a saddlebag full of nitroglycerin. <laughs> that is a great way to end. Alec Gebert, thanks so much for your time. Sure, appreciate it. Anytime. Podcasts by Federated Media.